Do you have a tricky work problem that you need to solve? I have a great podcast recommendation for you featuring a pair of expert women. Whether you're just starting your career or a seasoned professional, check out Fixable, a podcast from TED. Hosted by Harvard professor Frances Fry and her wife, leadership coach Ann Morris, the brilliant duo provide honest, actionable advice to help you navigate everything from a gaslighting manager to returning to work after parental leave. They'll leave you feeling empowered and ready to act. Listen to Fixable wherever you get your podcasts. episode 355. I'm your host, Emily Aries, the founder and CEO of Bossed Up. And today we've got a really cool conversation for y'all all about astrology and how it relates to team building. I alluded to this in my comeback episode when I said that we at Bossed Up just went on a team retreat. It was actually Anna's first week on the team too, uh, to kind of take stock of how far we've come before we clarify where we're headed to next. I I really feel like we're in this transcendent period of time. Uh, I'm emerging from my postpartum fog, and it felt like an opportunity to get to know each other better, to get to know what we want better, and to get to, I don't know, get a sense of who we are and who we want to be as a team. And as a part of that, I sought out a Denver-based astrologer, Katie Sloan, who you're about to meet, to join us as a part of our team-building retreat. And I have to say it was a highlight, I think, of the entire uh, three days we were up in Breckenridge. So I'm so excited to dive into this conversation to give you a sense of who Katie is. Uh, before we dive in, she's an insight advisor and evolutionary astrologer. She's been teaching, mentoring, and offering individual and group sessions since 2007. Her resume contains 13 years as an events specialist and HR professional, which I find really interesting, sort of coming to astrology from an HR background. And throughout her career, she developed her skills as a relationship builder, an effective listener, and a really great communicator. Her work with tarot or tarot symbolism, chart knowledge, and integrative alternative modalities has allowed her to effectively cut to the chase with her employees. And she found working with astrology supported a working environment as an HR professional that enabled more connection, understanding, and empathy. And that's really what I want to talk with her about here today is how we can think about astrology as yet another tool for team building, for managers especially, and for anyone who wants to bring a little more empathy to our relationship. So without further ado, let's dive into my conversation with Katie Sloan. Katie, welcome to the Bossed Up Podcast. Oh, thank you. I'm so glad to be here. I'm so glad to be speaking with you because it really wasn't that long ago that we were all together around a pretty cool, somewhat gothic uh, dinner table up in Breckenridge. (laughs) That is true, yes. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I mentioned on my comeback episode of the Bossed Up Podcast that part of what's been going on in this sort of season of transcendence, so to speak, here at Bust Up is kind of taking stock of how far we've come before we keep our eye on the prize in terms of where we want to go next. And at our team retreat, our first ever uh, proper team retreat up in the mountains, including a brand new member of the Bust Up team, Anna, who's here, 
we brought you in as part of our opportunity to reflect on who we are as individuals and how we come together as a team. So I'm really excited to kind of continue that conversation we started. But first, I want to know how on earth did you get into this business? Like, how did you how did you find yourself coming into team retreats, helping teams integrate astrology into thinking about team dynamics? Well, I think it is so important. I mentioned this to you earlier when we first talked that a lot of the time in working relationships, you come to work every day, people don't understand each other. They don't take the time to really get to know each other. I think in a small team like yours, you probably spend more time getting to know each other. And doing these retreats are so important, I think. There's that idea of you shouldn't know your coworkers too well. You shouldn't get too personal with them. And yet, I think it's such an important thing to understand where we're coming from rather than just saying, like, one group that I met with before we even met each other, one of the team members who set it up, he was saying, we've got this girl that works for us. She's a real bitch. And I was like, stop right there. I don't want to know anything about your team members. I want to come in with an open mind and let's discuss who they are. Let's talk about who we yeah. are. And I think coming from that perspective and then having a group meeting with them all and explaining mm-hmm. the way that person processed, she may have come across as a bitch but she was somebody who really wanted to do a good job and needed things in a particular order. And so I see the importance of not making these snap judgments and really coming together to understand how we learn, how we speak to each other. All those things, they're so important. I love how casually people in a professional setting are like, by the way, there's a real on my team. Like that's even (laughs) remotely appropriate to say in any context, much less a professional one with an outsider who's being brought in. Like, wow. I think it just goes to show you how Mm -hmm. much work we have to do still in getting assertive women seen as the badass powerhouses that we are. And by the way, I happen to have heard this story from you before and know that she's a Virgo, like a couple of other badass who are on the podcast today, (laughs) you and myself. (laughs) So (laughs) back up for me, like you obviously care a lot about astrology and you do tarot card or tarot readings as well. Mm -hmm. How did you Mm -hmm. find your way to that work? You know, I have an interest in so many things similar to you, Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) but I grew up as an only child and I grew up in, you know, a fairly dysfunctional family mm. as an only child. And so I think a lot of my life I've been spending my time sorting out who I am, better mm-hmm. understanding myself. And I was such an observer of other people and just witnessing family lineage problems and things like that. I think I had a, a very big interest in psychology mm-hmm. and symbolism and different types of modalities. You know, I always say like astrology is not my religion. I'm not here to like try to make people believers in astrology. It's a tool that really was very direct and helped me understand a lot about myself. And once I was able to look at like my mom's charts or my family's charts, I could have a better understanding of them Mm. as well and more empathy. And so I think it really stuck with me. And the tarot, you know, I love the tarot because 
it gives you something to think about, sort of something spiritual and also something that is like self-reflection, like how am I behaving in a day and what's something to remind myself of. So rather than it being like this woo-woo, like weirdo thing, you know, to me, it's a really grounded tool, I think, that really cuts to the chase. Let's talk about that. Yeah. (laughs) Because... Woo-woo, I think is an appropriate word to describe like what this conversation feels like to me because I pride myself on being a research-driven, generally scientific practitioner in my field. And yet, I think one of the biggest lessons I've gleaned already from early motherhood is that science has its limitations. Mm -hmm. You know, there's not a single right answer out there for how to take care of my child. There's not a single right answer out there for how to move forward in your career. There's not a single, you know, right answer for what's the best move to make. Is it, you know, stepping into leadership where I am or seeking out a new job elsewhere. You know, intuition matters. Yeah. It's that's that's really something I've been sitting with lately. Mm-hmm. And that calls into question my gripping to this sense of logic. Yes. And black and white thinking, right? And there's being the single right answer. So I guess my my question is sort of what would you say actually you know what i was thinking a lot about in in preparing for this conversation is do you believe in astrology feels like the wrong question to ask yes like who cares if you believe yeah. in astrology what does it even fucking mean yeah, yeah. to believe in astrology yes. um and so i wonder you know is that a question i'm sure that's a question you run into and it's a skepticism mm-hmm. that you run into probably by a lot of people like me mm-hmm. <laughs> but how should we be thinking about astrology as it relates to our careers our lives our teams and decision making if it's not a belief system like right. how else might you connect it to being that well grounded sort of frankly physical and metaphysical mm-hmm. thing to turn to well i think i'm i'm somewhat like you, you know, it, it's an odd profession for me to be in because there's a, I have this thing where I believe in everything and I believe in nothing. And so I did notice one thing to circle back to it is that when I was first getting into astrology and I was learning and I was reading and I was doing all the left brain stuff and I would read for people from what I learned and I would have these enormous long lists of like, this is what you do and this is who you are. And I'm coming from this whole left brain perspective. And there was a point in my journey where I shifted to my intuition and it turned my readings into such a different, more profound, helpful reading. Yeah. What do you mean by left brain? I that guess, comes from psychology, right? Yeah, and, and- I think left brain is more of the thinking brain. How I think of it is it's the book smart. You know, if you're going to, it's like you go to college and you learn these things <laughs> yeah. and then you come from this place, yeah. like you're saying, of like science mm-hmm. and, totally. you know, this is what I learned and this is what I know. But when you're in your intuition, you're in a place of your yeah. heart, right? You're coming from your inner knowing, yeah. from the things that you've learned and witnessed and and I think it's just a matter of like listening to yourself, right? Like you're saying that you're connecting oh, more to that side. And it's so funny because we live in a world that values that left brain yes. in a very traditional sense, yes. right? This is something that is um, rewarded with merit mm-hmm. and with 
you know, achievement and academic pursuits. And that was so drilled into me from a young age. You know, education is a really important value for the family that I was born into. And so that left brain was the only brain Mm -hmm. that I was taught matters. And I think in a very patriarchal world, that's not surprising. Yeah. You know, I I think there's something quite gendered about intuition. Mm -hmm. And as a new mom, I roll my eyes at like, oh, mother's intuition is so whatever, whatever. It's like, I'm like, what about dad's intuition? Okay, how about dad? (laughs) Dad's intuition matters too. And like, shouldn't he be contributing to the intuition pot that we have to draw from here in this household? (laughs) So what is it about shifting from just logic to the head and the heart? when it comes to decision-making in your life that was profound. And and when you shifted that in your own readings, like what, what did that elicit in terms oh, of Oh, it just made response? this enormous difference. I felt like I had so much explaining to do mm. and like proving, you know, and the, the thing about astrology and tarot is like, the point is not to prove to you that it works. The point is right. for us to have a discussion and open a dialogue that is meaningful And that we feel inspired from it. And so if I am coming to you in general terms through knowledge that I have learned in a book, rather than what I'm seeing, what I'm putting together in a chart, what I'm feeling off of you, I feel like things get a lot more real when I'm coming from that. Yeah. And and also it's like there's a combination. There's an opportunity. Mm -hmm. For both. Yes. It's not one or the other. It's not like I'm a serious intellectual academic person or I'm someone who listens to my intuition. Mm -hmm. It's like, can we not have both? Is that not, por que no los dos, you know? Like why, why would that be so bad to try both? And especially in times of tumult. Yes. Right? In times of chaos and a lack of predictability when so many of our systems and structures and just world feels so scary and fraught and uncertain. I'm not surprised to see the millennial resurgence Mm -hmm. around astrology that really, I think, has started to get a lot more ink starting around 2017. Uh, The last generation that really ran with astrology, it sounds like, was the new age, you know, age of Aquarius, 60s and 70s folks. You're, you're smack in the between, I feel like, of those mm-hmm. two generations, right? Mm-hmm. So how do you see millennials' resurgence around astrology impacting your ability to work with teams on this or like bring these conversations into workplaces? Well, I think that it's been a struggle for me for uh, up until now, you yeah. know, like recently, where it was a struggle for me to say, this is who I am and this is what I'm doing and have people take that seriously, you know, yeah. because I do, I yeah. am not an up in the air type of person. I'm a really grounded, professional, intelligent person, you know, coming from, yeah, I have yeah. these gifts that I know how to follow my intuition. And so I think it's been a struggle because sometimes, you know, you say to people like, I'm an astrologer and people are like, oh, that's nice, you know, or, oh, interesting. <laughs> yeah. So I think it's still, you know, to a certain generation, which yeah. is probably, you know, mostly my generation of people, there is mm-hmm. that stigma that's attached to astrology that, you know, we're chasing mm-hmm. unicorns and fairy tales. And, tell me what the future holds. Yeah, tell me what mystic, the future holds. Witchy, yeah. Those types of things. Well, it was funny because I was... One of the things I like most about you 
And even I, I mean, I should claim the fact that I approached you with like, this isn't really my mm-hmm. thing. It's like something that my team is into. So I just want to delight them by having an astrologer <laughs> to our retreat. It's not really for me. Yeah. You know, I was even looking back on my initial emails with you. I was like, man, I was probably annoying no. <laughs> to receive that email and be like, oh, okay, here's a skeptic who wants to just like have me be their infotainment at dinner. But I I walked away from that dinner where we had you prepare birth charts for all of our team members and over dinner and drinks, delightfully. Uh, You know, we walked through the 12 houses and you kind of gave us some things to think about as we reviewed everyone's birth chart together. And, you know, millennials are certainly taking this back up, but it's not necessarily a majority of us. I was looking up some stats around this and 2017 Pew Research found that um, 35% of millennials affiliate with no organized religion, Mm -hmm. which is a growing plurality, right, as opposed to any other religion, and that that might be part of the reason we see now one in four Americans, according to the 2009 Pew Research uh, statistic, quote, believes in astrology, which again, I think is the wrong question. Yeah. But like that 25% of people c- going to and approaching astrology, 35% of my generation walking away from organized religion. Mm-hmm. Do you see those two things as connected? Yes, I do. I think that people are getting away from the idea that it's just a horoscope in the paper, you know, and that it, it actually... Right. You know, we're really searching for meaning in our lives now. The world is so chaotic. Totally. And it's hard to understand why people behave the the way that they do. And I think that people are taking a better look at themselves. You know, I think that the, the world will make a shift, definitely. I mean, I came from a generation where it's like our parents did the same things, lived in a box, you know, you get married, you stay married forever, you know, you buy your house, you retire with a pension and all that stuff. That stuff isn't working anymore. And I think it was really easy back then to just pretend like everything was fine. And as we've passed that down through the years, it's coming to light. It's it's not. We have to find different ways of doing things. And that was never fine for a lot oh, of no, people, it was like not, gay people right. and, <laughs> yeah. you know, people of color who were not given equal access to those sort of like markers of middle class mm-hmm. American life. And so, yeah, it's interesting, like the sort of mainstreaming of difference. Yes. I think the Internet has a lot to do with that, right? Like yeah. creating the opportunity for subcultures to to find each other. Mm-hmm. And maybe maybe the mainstream culture was never working for the majority of us anyway. So that kind of freedom of choice creates some opportunity for introspection. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that a lot of the astrologers now are coming at things. There's, you know, a lot of the mainstream astrologers are coming at things in a more grounded way. And maybe some of them are a bit yeah. political and people can relate to that. Yeah. So it's not about being up in the ethers, you know, predicting futures like right. it was once thought to be. It's more of like how let's make this a useful tool. Yeah, totally. It- for self-reflection. Yes. Yeah. And understanding. You used the word empathy earlier when describing reading your parents' birth charts. Yeah. And I'm like, ooh. Yeah. 
That, yeah, that sounds like something we could use more of in this world. Mm -hmm. It's like trying to understand where our loved ones are coming from. And that's what I think was so helpful about having a team reading together is just saying, oh, okay, I can see how I'm perceiving the situation. My truth is not the only truth here yes. compared to how my team members might be perceiving the situation and responding to it based off of their like what I know to be true about them based on what they're recognizing in themselves through this chart. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting because you have a background also, which you have not mentioned yet, in traditional HR, yes. right? Yes. Like in, in more of a – like you studied psychology, I think you mentioned mm -hmm. earlier, but you also worked in HR. And so I'm thinking – you know, I was listening to an, a recent episode of your fantastic podcast, Let's Get Real Astrology, uh, about – the diminutive nature that we bring to looking at astrology compared to Myers-Briggs. Right. Compared to, what is it, human design or, yeah, or what right. is that called? Yeah. Yeah, human design. Or I'm holding in my uh, hand right here not only the birth chart that reading that you gave us at the retreat, but also the DISC assessment by John Maxwell. You know, uh -huh. and it's like when men, especially men in psychology, develop their own quote-unquote scientific methodologies for personality assessments, like the Enneagram, we go, oh, yeah, that that is legit. Mm -hmm. And when women, predominantly women, say, here's what's written in the stars about who I am, everyone collectively rolls their eyes. Like, what is the deal yeah. as it relates to, you know, how teams and human resource professionals can approach team dynamics with astrology versus what's looked at as more mainstream mm -hmm. workplace appropriate, mm -hmm. you know, around those other assessments. What do you, what's your take on that uh, sort of way the world views those? Well, it's interesting because Dina and I did do that podcast episode about, we took all the tests. It turns out that as I took those tests, a lot of what it said in the tests, it also says in my birth chart. But I also feel like when you dig into the birth chart, it's like tells this bigger story, right? I have yeah. never been in the corporate world where we do like a um, an assessment test or I've had some, I've applied uh -huh. for jobs, you know, long ago where you took one of those assessment tests to see how, how, how it all panned out, you know, and how you would fit in the company. And I like those tests. They're interesting to me. You know, I like all those tests. Sure. But I still feel like astrology, there's more to talk about. You know, like I, I feel like we could have <laughs> yeah. we could have spent like several sessions all together where we just touched yeah. the surface of what everybody's about. Whereas we could have sat down time and time again for a few sessions and worked out issues because of the, those differences. Yeah or worked on how we could build up the team even more. You know, where I feel like some of those tests have their limitations. You get a printout, this is who I am. This is yeah. my, you know, high points. These are my low points. You all sit around and go, I'm an IFJ and, you know, whatever. And that's yeah, kind of the yeah. end of it, right? I think this is a little richer. Well, astrology is a few thousand years old. Right. Right. <laughs> right. It's got a little bit more history behind it. Not that that makes it any more legit in mm -hmm. anyone's eyes. Right. You know, it's almost like the ancient nature of it makes it even more witchy right. and right. skeptical, yeah, yeah. you know? Yeah. But really, 
I think there's been some interesting articles written about how um, the fact that astrology is, is more more of a thing that interests women predominantly is part of the reason mm-hmm. it's seen negatively, mm-hmm. like all things that women are interested in get like trashed essentially in a very patriarchal world. It becomes a chick thing, yeah. you know, a chick flick. Yep. I don't know. I, I, I was surprised the 2005 Gallup research on astrology, which apparently there's quite a bit of, found that 28% of women say they believe in astrology, which again, I think is the wrong question, and 23% of men. That's not that big of a difference, mm-hmm. and yet I don't see any guys talking about astrology. Maybe I'm just not hanging out with the right dudes. I love it when I get male clients, and yeah. I've noticed how receptive they are, but I think if you asked them to like write a review about you or something, they probably wouldn't mm. want to expose that they had seen an astrologer. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I don't know why. It still has that new agey woo vibe. Yeah, right. I totally get it. I think there's always going to be understandable skepticism mm-hmm. because it seems like if the association with astrology is that you're going to seek answers in the cosmos, that like the, the presumption or maybe there's an underlying like presupposition that you can't figure it out logically on your own. You can't reason your way to what you need to know. And that's somehow bad. Like calling upon intuition and reflecting intuitively is bad. But our generation, the millennials, and the Gen Zers who are coming up behind us are going to therapy more than anyone else Mm -hmm. historically. Mm -hmm. So I'm hoping that this social acceptance and reversing the stigma around introspection can make – intuition a more valued decision-making tool Mm -hmm. in general. And I I think that as a manager of people and as more and more millennials are becoming the majority of managers in the corporate world, like this should not be ignored as a resource and a tool for managers of teams, especially to call upon astrology for collective reflection. I so appreciate you saying that because I just think back to that initial email or even, you know, your new employee, (laughs) Anna, when we sat down and I was like, I don't know how much she's going to want to share. She doesn't know you guys that Mm. well. And how far do you want to go into this? And she was like, well, I, I had some friends who, who asked me if I wanted tarot readings. And I was always like, no, thanks. And then we talked about that, remember? (laughs) And I was like, this is where I'm going to come from. It's not going to be about predicting gloom and doom or your death or, you know, any of that stuff. This is a tool to help you. And one thing I have to say that, that you were talking about is like when you're in your brain and you're trying to process out things logically, right? And yeah. you're repeating the same story over and over and over and over and over. I mean, how are you ever mm. going to figure that out? You have to, at some point in time, like go outside your head and find it mm-hmm. from different resources, whether it's astrology or it's a book or it's a therapist or, you know, whatever. Yeah. But I just think from my from my own yeah. personal, it's like I have spun out in the same, trying to figure something out for years, you know, and yeah. it's impossible. Yeah. Well, it's sort of like, especially when you find yourself, I mean, 
I'm not saying that astrology is a substitute for therapy. Right. Let's yeah, be yeah. clear, <laughs> right? Like if you find yourself repeating harmful patterns that you're not happy with, if you find yourself struggling with mental illness or, you know, you're struggling to see the light at the end of a dark mm -hmm. tunnel, like I don't think astrology is the number one recommendation right. yeah, yeah. either. You know what I mean? Like it has its limitations, but if you are looking to get to know yourself better, get to know your team members better, like why not mm -hmm. incorporate astrology? Why not turn to things like tarot? If you're going to turn to Myers-Briggs, you know, is it that far of a leap to say, let's see what astrology might have yeah. to say? We all went in a little skeptical. Like our team went into that dinner like, oh, let's see what Katie's all about. And we really walked away feeling a renewed sense of understanding of one another mm -hmm. and really appreciating your clarity around this is not fortune telling. Yeah. Because predestination freaks everyone yeah, out, right? The absolutely. idea that this is what's going to happen, thats that just takes away so much agency mm -hmm. from us. And, and nobody wants that. But I'm looking at um, the birth chart you produced for us and I'm like, oh yeah, here's all my notes about where this might be showing up for me right now. So explain for our listeners what what the hell a birth chart is, because I'm looking at sun in Virgo, for those who are wondering, yes, I'm a Virgo, <laughs> moon in Gemini, and rising sign for me is Gemini as well. But like, what does that mean? What is a birth chart? How would someone even begin to approach it? So the birth chart looks like a pie, right? I mean, you know, there's 12, right. there's a, it's a pie with 12 slices, right? And each of the slices represent an area of life. And so what the birth chart is, is it's basically a snapshot of the planets when you were born, at the time you were born, at the place you were born, right? And then those planets fit into the pie slices. And that is your, mm -hmm. those are your personal planets that never, ever changes, and so wherever those... It's like a snapshot of the sky, right? right? Yeah. When you were born. Yep. Is that right? Yep. Yeah. Cool. Yep. And those planets will fall into the slices. And so when yeah. you have lots of planets in a slice, <laughs> it means that that is an yeah. area yeah. that you're really working on in this life. Yeah. All of those signs and those symbols have a high sign and a low sign. And mm. I am not someone who likes generalizations or to put people in boxes right. or to say, this is who you are. Emily, you are a Gemini rising and you're a Virgo sun. You know, you are, those, those things are a piece of you. You know, you are a mercurial person, somebody yeah. who's curious and wants to know and who's logical and, you know, intellectual and values communication like what we're doing right now yeah you know like that's a big <laughs> exactly. part of who you are but there's yeah. other pieces the planets keep going around in the sky and right. so as they go around in the sky they will touch on yeah. those places with all those planets in your chart and things will happen and we can't predict what those things will be they bring a certain energy with right. them Right. And you can talk about that. They bring births and deaths and, you know, changes in your life and growth right. periods and all of that stuff. So it's, it's interesting to, to know those just like yeah. some of the basics. It's interesting to know. You yeah, know? totally. And like, I like two things about what you just said really speak to me. One is it's 
your work in this lifetime. The idea of looking at your birth chart and saying like, okay, communication and speaking as a gift uh, and my job is to build community and be expansive in my lifetime. Like that all really resonated with me and anyone listening to this podcast probably knows why, Mm -hmm. right? But like the idea that this is not who you are period. Yeah. End of story. This is not like a fixed trait. Mm-hmm. Um, this is your work. This is like your craft yes. to work on in this lifetime or to shirk that calling yeah. and to ignore that calling. Cause I'm sure lots of people do that too. But like, if you are interested in it, like accepting this as not just a personality reflection, but also a call to action mm-hmm. to say, Hey, if you want to lean into these areas, you know, these might be innate talents or gifts or whatever that you can work on in this lifetime, or this might be challenging for you. I kind of like that framework Mm -hmm. as a way of looking at it. Um, and then I also think what you said about change is important. I'm reminded of what we know about DNA. So what we thought about DNA is that this is a, a blueprint for who you are. You know, this is what you got. This is what you've inherited. Yes. The end. And what we've come to learn about DNA recently is the whole field of epigenetics mm-hmm. is this idea that, you know what, actually how you behave influences which parts of your DNA show up more and which don't, which show up less. Yes. So maybe our choices can influence our DNA more than we think and influence what we pass on mm-hmm. uh, if we do have kiddos. So it's just sort of like, it's not a fixed trait, this idea that there's growth and that we don't have to fit into a box. And that, in fact, if you look at your birth chart, what I really liked about what you presented to us is like, this is your challenge in this lifetime mm-hmm. to like create change here yes. and change and evolve yourself. So do you find that when you read a birth chart for people over the course of different seasons of their life, it kind of hits different. Oh yeah. <laughs> As the kids say these days. Yes. I just have, I, I had someone who I've read for several times and she comes every year and we talk about what's happening in the year energetically. Mm. And I have looked at her chart many, many times. And this time when she came to me, I was like, what is she doing? Like I, I looked at it in such a, from such a different perspective. And I was like, why are you still, why are you, why did you choose this field that you're in when you are so sparked by helping others in a healing sort of way? And she's like, I know I've been thinking about this a lot. And it was like her main concern this year, like to shift out of what she's doing for money into something that she's passionate about that shows up in her chart where I'm just like, okay, for a long time that was okay. And now it's time to step into this role of being a leader. And it was very funny how I didn't really point to that before or even really notice it until it was the right time for her. And it was funny how she was it was also on the forefront of her mind. So yes, there's always something new to learn. And I think that that's like, it gets me, I just feel really excited about it. Yeah, absolutely. I think so many people listening to this podcast seek out information. Mm -hmm. We're seeking out answers. We're seeking out help 
in making choices around our lives. And what I want more for women than anything is to be in the driver's seat of their lives, to be the boss of their lives and careers and to say, here's what I have to work with. This is what I'm going to do with Mm -hmm. it. This is the choice that I want to make about myself, about my world, about my body, about my future. And I just think it's interesting that like as someone who for most of my life has tried to logic my way through every decision, there's a value in diversifying the decision-making sort of resources you're turning to. And Mm -hmm. that I think intuition, reflection, feeling, yeah, (laughs) just that starting there, emotional feeling and things like astrology – can actually serve a really powerful purpose in helping you see career choice, personal choice in a different mm-hmm. light. So for those who want to learn more about your work at Spark the Sun and your podcast, where can folks learn more about you, Katie? Yeah, if you reach out to me through my website at sparkthesun.com or our podcast, like you said, is Let's Get Real Astrology. My podcast is is more about, it's a longtime friend of mine and I, who have both been astrologers for several years. And we talk about astrology in a real way, like bringing it down to earth. That's, that's the whole point is to discuss it so that everybody can understand, you know, we're not using the jargon or making predictions about what's going to happen. We're talking more about like (laughs) shadow sides of signs and how that can present. We talk about, you know, those tests and and the validity of astrology. And I'm also on Instagram at spark the sun too. Well, I will definitely drop links to all of those resources in today's show notes. And I just want to say thank you a for putting up with a skeptic like me. Uh, and for, you know, working with me and the Boss Up team on our retreat and for joining me here on the podcast. This has been such a great conversation, and I'm I'm excited about what I don't know when it comes to astrology. I'm excited to learn more. Good, good, yeah. Thank you for having me. I, I love being here. I love this conversation, so I appreciate it. For more details and links to everything Katie and I talked about today, head to bossedup.org slash episode 355. And now I'm excited to introduce this week's boss move of the week from a Level Up alum who is really lifting as she climbs. Check it out. Hi, my name is Alyssa Ambos. I'm a product design manager at an aviation technology company. My boss move has to do with being a hiring manager. I got promoted to being a manager last year. Since then, I've been able to hire three people. And so at our company, when you're the hiring manager, you basically set the the offer terms. One thing that I always try to make sure is that I'm making sure that everybody on my team is getting paid fairly. We have a lot of female candidates, and I noticed that they don't ask for as much as uh, some of their male counterparts. Both the last two folks that I hired were women, and both of them asked for uh, an offer well below what our range was. So I just said, I don't really care what they're asking for. This is what we're offering them. It's not even close to being in the range, even if it was, right? Like that's not what I think that that person's worth. And that's not what we as a company think that this a person in this role is worth. So I really want to encourage people to, you know, look out there, look online, um, find out what someone in your area of your experience level is worth um, and know that going in. Don't undervalue yourself. A lot of these strategies are from Boss Up Bootcamp, Level Up and do these things where rising tide lifts all boats. 
How incredible is that? I love this boss move in particular because it's such an illustration of lifting as she climbs, right? I, I just love how Alyssa not only took the lessons from Boss Up Bootcamp and Level Up, but even our negotiation resources available for free on the website and applied it to how she's advocating for herself, but also how she's now advocating for others in a very male-dominated industry where women are disproportionately under-earning uh, what their male counterparts are earning. So this is just such a great illustration of what we can do when we unite, when we come together, right? When we advocate not only for ourselves and our career progress, but then pay it forward and make the path a little easier for the women in particular who come after all of us. If you've got a boss move to share, I want to hear from you. In fact, I'm setting up quick conversations with listeners like you to learn more about your boss moves and have a little mini interview to feature on an upcoming episode. So head to the link in today's show notes to schedule a call with me to talk through your boss move of the week, and you might just hear yourself on an upcoming episode coming to your earbuds soon. And on that note, if you're not already, make sure you're subscribed to the Boss Up Podcast, whether you listen on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever. When you subscribe to the podcast, you'll never miss an episode. And it also is the best possible way to support our show. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I want to hear what you thought of this conversation. Are you an astrology skeptic like me? Are you a true believer? What do you think about the fact that more women than men tend to quote, believe in astrology, or at least express interest in astrology and the fact that the world tends to also roll its eyes at astrology. If you're a people manager or a team leader in particular, I want to know, are you using astrology among the other personality assessments out there to kind of get to know your team better? I certainly have, and I found it really delightful as part of our team building. So I'd love to hear what you think. And also, if you hated this episode, if you're like, Emily, what the hell are you doing? I thought you knew your shit, and now you're talking about astrology. I thought Bossed Up was a reputable source. Let's talk about it. I want to hear from you. Uh, join me in conversation in the Bossed Up Courage community on Facebook, or you can always send us an email at info at bossedup.org. Until next time, keep Boston in pursuit of your purpose and together let's lift as we climb.